I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 522 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. And we're all, we're all fucking on tonight. <laughs> we are on. Man, oh. Everyone's bringing their own shit to the table tonight. I'm a bit sick. Fucking uh, stepdad, he's got the... He, he has he has been kissed by the pangolin and has the legitimate fucking tested positive with the Coviche. And Glennie just... Glennie's just Glennie. <laughs> The big diesels just come to terms with fucking losing Brooksy. Chugga, chugga. Toot, toot, motherfuckers. Yes, no, I officially have the vid and I'm fucked off because I didn't get it when you got sympathy for it. Yeah, no one gives a fuck now. No one cares now. No. You know the fucking stupid thing? I've gone and had a look about what I need to do. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can be walking past cunts in the supermarket right now and spitting in their mouth and yeah, shit. that's it. Yeah. Oh, right, Zion. Fucking hell. <laughs> no, you're allowed. It's a law now. You got to. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, you have to do yeah, it. It's, it's, it's not like it was back in like it's fucking It's not just allowed. You have to do it. It's forced. Yeah. It's compulsory. I mean, June, of 20, June of 2020, you had to basically fucking say goodbye to your wife and kids and fucking you know, move out. It's like going to the fucking but, gulag. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> yes. No, but it's um, touch, touch wood because uh, I am not Bryce Cartwright. I have all of these wonderful scientifically provided antibodies, so I'm okay. Mm. I will say though, and you know, whilst I am sympathetic to the fact that you do uh, have the uh, the terrible disease that is COVID, um, you still look like shit. Um, I don't know that it's got anything to do with COVID. Maybe that's just how you normally look. Well, he shaved his beard off. So, I mean, that's one yeah. reason he looks extra shit. But then what he's is wearing that? The, he's wearing the shirt that looks like a three the 3D fucking infogram of COVID that they have done the news and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, running while the news stories are going. <laughs> yes. No, the, um, the, beard, the beard went because if we're, uh, if we're masking up, you know, around the kids and, and all that stuff during the day, then... Um, so you just chopped it today, did you? Mm. Like literally half an hour ago. Oh, I thought. Oh, wow. oh, I thought you must have thought it was, tonight was fancy dress, and you came as a maxi pad. Oh, maxi pad! Do you think? That's a sickly looking maxi pad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Is, do you think menstrual discharge is pink because it happens to girls, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like anything to do with you, it's just watered down, mate. It's all good. Fucking hell. It's just, his period is also off, also masquerading as a gender reveal. <laughs> Delightful. <sighs> All right. Welcome to This Week in League with your host, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> so what's... what's Is the beard going to come back? Because it, it needs to. Fuck. Really. You've had a hard life. 
That's... Where's yours too, fucker? Huh? Glenn, that's... You usually rock out a winter beard up there on the mountain. No, it's too grey. I don't... Jay's doesn't go grey. Just fucking... He looks delightful with it and like that without it. No, you know what I'm saying? Um, it'll come back. That That's the thing with beards. Un- un- unless you have to attach them with an elastic band. Come back. <laughs> it's, uh, there's, a, there's a reason the Dollar Shave Club's so fucking popular. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, marketing, obviously. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also, yeah, also there's a need. <laughs> right. All right, let's get into things. What are we going to talk about? Rugby league. Let's very, very really no, 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 no! I fucking refuse. Okay. C grade, C grade, touch time. No, there's no. We're just uh, no C grade touch. Why? Well, it's holiday time and um, school holidays, and yes, so no games for a couple more weeks yet. Okay. Training, training tonight, and as is quite often the case at these times with B and C grade. The big diesel was the only C grader to roll in, and um, a couple of people from B grade and the rest were A grade. So to say that I looked like a fish out of water running plays with the A grade boys would be a reasonable understatement. So are these extras or optional or what? Oh, or is this literally like training? Yeah, like it's it's training, like Wednesday night yeah. is training night, but it's a little bit casual when when it's holiday time and there's no games. And a few of the few of the boys last night, uh, there was a call out for Jackson's um, A grade team to have a run against one of the junior the sixteen rep teams because they've got a state cup coming up. And um, a few of the A grade boys and a few B grade and a few C grades sort of come together and played, and I did not because um, I didn't want to embarrass myself. If I'm honest. Uh, Plus, I couldn't. I, I uh, left straight from work, so picked Jackson up and hooked it. But so a few of them played last night, so they didn't train tonight. Right. It's quite uh, trying to run the plays and remember the position where you have to be and where you have to get to, and then as soon as you make a mistake, you hear "oh, dickhead" from the, from the fucking from the lineup, which is always great. My son is a very supportive <laughs> human being. Look, I'm, I, am, I am shocked and stunned to hear that about the lack of professionalism circulating around the C-grade touching. <laughs> stunned, I tell you. stunned by the lack of professionalism. <laughs> I'm, I'm disgusted. <laughs> I, I, uh, I will quote... What kind of fucking Mickey Mouse fucking organisation is this? I will, I will quote a few D-grade boys who were like, I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing playing D-grade? I should be in D grade, you blokes should be playing C. And they're like, yeah, but they're fucking C graders. They want to train and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> so, good times. You're a true professional, Glennie. I try to be. Have you having... dropped the whole, have you dropped the don't you know who I am? <sighs> no need, mate. Everyone like knows smell, who I am. Smell the diesel? <laughs> I'm not sure that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> And so you would have to be though. I mean, like you may, maybe not privy to like you know the process and the and the vote tally and everything like that. But you would have to be up. You just given the fact that you're the only C grade guy turned up to training when they're kind of like extras or whatever, and the professionalism you're. Do you reckon you I'm making to... a run for clubman? 
I reckon you. I reckon you are. You're probably at this stage. You're probably sitting around the top three of the um the N word Brown Clubman of the Year award <laughs> standings. Or do they call you the N word of the year? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, that's a very uncomfortable award to receive, if I'm honest. It's presented by your black kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the, the the Dolby Club give you the Barry of the year because, you, know, you know, Barry Smith was a great clubman. And... Oh, that's well, hilarious. Let's hope they're live streaming that one and come the end of the year. <laughs> no, no, they will not be. He's in my butt. Nothing to say. Nothing to say. Nothing to say. Like, all right, now, in the interest of uh, of getting um, a sick dad, you know, all tucked into his fucking uh, his bed, we're going to blast through these things. Hang on uh, a sec. Some... Don't fucking palm it. Off. Look, I'm the last Cause... person to jump to this cunt's defence, but don't palm it off onto him. But the. Glennie, I'm sick. The cunt's fucking got I'm COVID. Fucking what are you? Yeah, Shall I, I mean, quote I know you the, before I know we the, hit record, Nathan? I know the diesel. I know the diesel. I know the big diesel is the big diesel, and yeah, as we see, yeah, as, as in, yeah, in in bullet train, I mean, like you know, diesels are the cunts of the rail yard. But I mean, come on, what happened to you? You used to be a nice guy no, before you no. turned into the big diesel. This big diesel persona has fucking ruined your life. <laughs> I tell you. You alienate everyone down the fucking train yard. Fat control is going to have to have a word. Or maybe that's what this is right now. The fat control is having a word to you. Maybe I'll fucking run the fat control over. Fuck that guy. You're the first train to have an intervention. (laughs) Let's go. Reviews. You don't want to be reassigned to the fucking fucking, run out through the Polish countryside, Are you still going? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. You muttering, my God, Glenny! What happened to you? <laughs> one, of the boys, one of the boys at training rocked up in one of those bloke retro fucking brown and red jerseys tonight. I was like, yeah, yeah, you, you like podcasts, eh? You give me one, huh? You give me one? Nah. All right. I was like, yeah, I know a thing or two about fucking podcasts. Big Diesel, have a listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you didn't. No, nah, I didn't. Say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let's go round 17. The, uh, it was a Friday night. The Warriors 48 defeated the Dragons 18. Fuck me. This one feels like three months ago. Um, I feel like I feel like the narratives coming out into this game have played through like there's been three arcs since this game. But anyway, um, the Warriors tries to DWZ a fucking four try haul. What do we call that? Yeah, you know, you've got like you know you got like a, you, know, you got a try, you got a double, you got a hat trick. Well, is that a, it's a double hat trick? Like in cricket, it is a double, it, 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 it is, four it is wickets a double in a row is a double hat trick. Right? No, no. What? Yeah, four in a row is a double hat trick. One, two, three, two, three, four. I feel like I feel like they're double counting there along the way somewhere. <laughs> well, it's not six in a row. Well. I mean, six in a row, like it would be a double. Lo- lo- though, that right, that would be the logical fucking thing, but hey, who am I to argue with you about cricket? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, fuck all about cricket. <laughs> 
he's like, he's fucking channeling he's channeling cricket because he's, he's, he's not himself he's got the fucking he's not, he's not himself and this is my favourite version of him when he's not himself you are pro- <laughs> you are probably more knowledgeable about the menstrual cycle than I am about fucking cricket so. <laughs> and we've already established your credentials in that it. field <laughs> like I, I don't know why it's not called the glenstrel cycle well, it should be. <laughs> we'll explain a lot. I need to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> it would explain a lot. The glenstrel cycle. All right. Right. Just so that one doesn't get lost in the fucking fog an hour an hour or so from now. Um, where were we? Yeah, okay. So um, with the... Uh, Lots of tries to DWZ. DWZ with a double hat trick. With the with the step trick, and uh, we've got uh, Johnson, Montoya, Siren, and Ford, and Barry also have a tries. Um, Johnson six of nine conversions, and the Dragons tries to Sloan, Musgrove, and murderous Frank Molo three conversions from as many attempts to Zach Lomax. Look, uh, the Warriors are rolling on, and there's no better time to come up against the worst team in the comp that uh, just so happen to have the worst fan base in front of us in the competition to, to build momentum heading into the back end of the season as the Warriors look to make the finals. I thought the usual suspects, DWZ, as we said the other week, is is really starting to, you know, fulfil all that potential and, and found his rightful home on the wing, not at fullback, which he probably could have mm-hmm. had that realisation several years yep. earlier in his career, um, as Jay's pointed out previous. But... Um, Johnson again, um, Fanua Blake, you know Walker's playing his role. It's they've just they're just nailing what their team is about and what their strengths are, and and tailoring their game plan around that, which is which is beautiful coaching um, more than anything. Um, for the Dragons, I think this Hunt saga has probably condemned the condemned the Dragons to the to the spoon, just as I predicted, and it's no less than they or any of their fans deserve. It is it is an interesting one, where you, you're half, and the person that has single-handedly gotten you any positive thing that's happened for your club for the last three years, comes out and says, I want to leave immediately. Uh, hang on, hang on. I want to leave so badly that I will put up my own cash to get the fuck out mm-hmm. of here. Mm. And then when the club says no, says... Okay, I res- you know I appreciate the frank and open discussion the club has had with me, and I am now committed to playing f- my best football, whatever the fuck he said, for the remainder of the... Like, how the fuck do you... Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird decision from the club. It's a weird mm. fucking decision. Well, I expect Ben Hunt to be caught on camera hanging out of a taxi cab with a fucking Brisbane jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think yeah, that's but I mean, there's, one, there's a couple of things in the way of that, though, that stop that that stop that happening. For starters, I mean, that's got to happen after they win the title, and, I mean, they're about to slide out of, out of the finals again. Um, so, yeah. The, <laughs> there's a little work to be done first. There's some... Look, I don't want to say warning signs, but for the Warriors here, you know, they put on a fucking massive score. But I think that was more to do with their opposition than it was with them. Because if you yeah. look through, you know, they they completed about the same amount of sets each. Right? So it was 26 sets to the Dragons to 29 for the Warriors. So the Warriors completed at 72%, which against any top eight team is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> you know, the, the, 
play the ball speed was <clears throat> was relatively slow. They didn't force any dropouts. The the actual tackle effectiveness was was about the same. So for for the Warriors, it's not like they were a, a super slick operation that went out and put together a beautiful game of football. They just put a shitload of points on because their opponents are in disarray. I don't want to take anything away from the Warriors. Their their improvement this year is still fucking phenomenal. At, at this stage, they're, they're close, probably not quite to what the Cowboys did last season in terms of overachieving. Um, but there's still some, some cracks there that they need to patch up pretty quickly before uh, before they play anyone decent. Yeah, I, and, and there's side with, you know, top eight or top four aspirations did what they had to do to a club that invited them to do it. Yep. Yeah, As it should, it. you know, and, and if you're serious about being, you know, that's a club you are, you want to be, then there's, there's, there's the sorts of games you need to chuck those points on. Yep, 100%. Do we have socials? socials? Oh, who knows what fucking socials we've got this week? Who fucking knows? Maybe Glenn is right from Devonhead. Damn right. Fuck the Dragons, fuck Ben Hunt, fuck two-thirds of the whole playing squad. No, all Ooh. of them. Kurt. He's, he's singing from the same book as you now, so surely that that, that, that ends the beef, Glenny. Sorry, what was that? You cut out. He's singing, he's singing from the same fucking hymn book as you are now. Yeah, I have to get a new hymn book. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt. What's funny about St. George is that their identity from the club's inception was based on the tale of St. George and the Dragon. It made sense when they called themselves the Dragon Slayers, which is an epic name, but when they decided to drop Dragon Slayers to just the Dragons, it now conveys a club beating themselves from within and their proud emblem, illustrating the Newcastle Knights have them by the cuckold. That, my friends, is what you call destined mediocrity. Anyways, <laughs> fuck the Dragons and their Greg spawns. Yes! Joey. I don't even think Flanagan's injections could fix this club. Gus, when a team comes to your house or one of them and puts 48 past you by playing basic rugby league, you know you've got problems. The Warriors played well, of course, but didn't need any fancy skills to break the line. Flanny has his work cut out as this team seems to be a basket case on and off the pitch. Levius, well and truly the dead V now. AFB is the unsung hero for the Warriors at the moment. SJ and DWZ carving the comp to shreds. But that silky big fella is showing unreal fitness and looks like he's putting in 100 every single game. In Webby, we trust. There you go. All right, moving on. The uh, Parramatta Eels, 48, defeated the Dolphins, 20 uh, at Sunny Coast Stadium. The Eels, their tries came through. Uh, Davey, Hopgood, uh, Simonson, Russell, a double to Penasini, double to Gutherson. The Dolphins tries to Braden McGrady on debut. A double to the Hammer and uh, Val Meninga with their other try. Osako, two of four conversions. Sorry, Moses, eight of eight as well. Players coming back for the Dolphins, they're, you know, if not at full strength, getting very close, if short, a little bit of match fitness for O'Sullivan, but heavy losses are starting to take their toll. And, um, you know, the challenges on the playing group, but also Bennett to... to Turn it around and and re-strengthen and regain that you know never say die and stay in game sort of attitude that they've had for the vast majority of the season up until these. I almost these feel last like he did handful. that. I almost feel like he did that at halftime in this game. Like halftime in this game, it did look like it was going to be a, a whole lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Like halftime is the turning point of the the recent run because remember they got they got uh, 
Kane in the last 20 minutes by the Warriors yep. a couple of weeks ago. Then they got fucking slaughtered for 80 minutes by Manly. And then the first half of this game, it was like 42 to four or something at halftime, wasn't it? Like mm. it was, it, it, it was legitimately like 70 burger if they were fucking being serious. Yeah. But they actually fought back in the second half and, you know, clawed the lead back, you know, considerably. I was pretty um, impressed with um, McGrady making his debut at, yep. at 26 and having a great moment. And there's when the Dolphins and, and whenever there's talk of expansion, the, there's a lot of people that come out and question whether the, whether there's enough talent to, to go around and, and how, you know, whether there's depth to, to fill extra clubs. And I just feel like as expansion comes and, you know, there's obviously more talk about several other clubs coming in, um, in the in the not so distant future, but stories like that, where he was mid twenties, been overlooked, and probably never gets a shot, but then he's you know an expansion club gives him a gives him a run, and you know he, this could be you know the start yeah. of a, a fucking solid career for for a guy. Yeah, he's good enough was, to do it. Yeah, yep. but you know without an expansion club looking for those additional players or whatever, those guys don't get a look in. So it's, it's actually yeah. a good story. I was, can I, happy can to I throw a counterpoint to that, Glenn? Sure. I don't... Like you're, you're right. Without expansion clubs, those guys don't get it. Um, I think that's yet another side effect of the absolute fucking bullshit player-centric contract scenario in the NRL at the moment, meaning those guys don't get a look. If you could drop players and not have it impact your salary cap or your club, mm. then guys like that would get look-ins all the fucking time. Yeah, that's a fair point. Because if you've got guys that are coming up, regardless of how old they are, that are hungry, that are training well, then coaches will give them opportunities if it doesn't impact the club negatively. Mm. So, anyway. that's, that's it for me. That's it. Nice. Do socials. We have no socials on that because I'm fucking in a haze. So <laughs> I, I that's, that's how we're going to be. I assume um, Dolphins fans are disappointed yet positive because they've still overachieved this season. And uh, I assume Parramatta fans are in denial that their absolute fucking cunt club will make another grand final only just to be embarrassed by Penrith again. The only social I remember from oh. this game was me when I said that the Eels won the trade. In reference to Timmy McIntyre, who jumped off the eels onto the dolphins. Oh, this season. <laughs> the Panthers a, twenty. There's a sentiment rocking you behind. Yeah, the Panthers twenty <laughs> to feed the Knights twelve uh, out of Penrith. The Panthers uh, tries to Edwards and uh, Salmon and a double to Tyrone Peachy. Penrith legends. Tyrone Peachy. Yeah, yeah. How, how, how quickly? How quickly the song changes? Uh, oh, hang on a sec. Conversions. Don't you fucking dare! Don't you dare! talk about songs changing you motherfucker i have a feeling that you're going to be fucking uh, very unhappy and, and and incorrect in about 20 minutes time glenny but okay the knights 12 tries to ponga and hastings with the hastings two of two conversions take it, <clears> take <throat> it away stepdad talk talk knights about suck dick talk about battlers talk about fucking the whole fucking game review here can be summed up by just playing that clip of Christian Welsh Christian, like, Christian in, Welsh in the he fucking, reviewed the game better than anyone the storm <laughs> did you see that Glenny? you see that Glenny? you got a blank face you didn't see it nah okay. oh well the, the storm game happens <laughs> the, the storm game is the next game that happens right and 
in that period when the press conference hasn't started yet and um, Bellamy and Welch are sitting at the table, the mics are hot. They don't know that. They're just chatting amongst themselves. Oh, and no. I think like Welch must have like looked in, or, at his phone or seen the result from the Panthers game before. And he's gone, and he goes to Bellamy. He turns to Bellamy and he's like, what, what, how, what about, how about the Knights? What about the Knights? Penrith didn't have anybody. How did they lose that? <laughs> That's brilliant. And it was and it was hot mic, so it just you know it gets put on you know clipped and you yeah. know, around socials and everything and yeah. Um. So, That's funny. Um, look for for those guys in the club who who aren't the superstars, however are just as important from a contribution standpoint to the season, that's a massive fucking game for them. You know, just as all the ones with um, with replacements were last year, but for them to actually put together a solid 80-minute performance, and they look, they had a great performance against the Cows with you know, down, down troops the week before, um, but for guys like Edwards... Again, I think it's important for him to start to develop more leadership skills. And you guys are right. He's not going to need them all the time with the guys that he's got on the field in front of him. He was everywhere but, in this game, though. Oh, mate, again, he, he, he's one... Like You talk about a, a player that just does the fundamentals for his position almost flawlessly, and he's the guy. He's the guy. And also within the confines of that team. like He does exactly what's needed for that side. Um, what's not needed at fullback is someone who hogs the ball and kills the offense every time the ball goes to him. And then the one time he does pass, passes it over the sideline. But um, for for, for the Knights... Mamma mia. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking imbecile. Wow. Mamma mia. Uh, uh, if the, nothing else, Gladdy, your entertainment is paramount this evening. <laughs> These are those opportunities they have to take. If they're, if they're looking to really go up that tier from the side that that's going to be you know, floating around the bottom of the eight, will they make it, won't they make it, it might depend on other clubs. When you come up against one of the top teams and they're down on players, that's your opportunity. And you need to go out there and be absolutely ruthless and play the top quality football that your team's capable of. And there was just no point in that game where they looked like they were in for the battle. It was like illegitimate sadness. Yeah. That's is, it. Is, is the title of the game. That's it. So, you know, um, the very, very, very fucking disappointing because like, I mean, like they, they have been benefiting by having a full side through origin. Well, here's, They've benefited fucking enormously. How's this, right? Penrith completed, again, a set of fucking ragtag ring in plumbers. Fuck completed off, at the baby Panthers completed at ninety percent. The baby Four- Panthers with fucking thirty-two year old Tyrone Beachy. <laughs> fuck out of here, cunt. <laughs> well, he's young in terms of games played for the last couple of seasons. Oh, fuck me, dead. Um, he's played enough. He just hasn't played him well. That's it. <laughs> so all up, he's only like played six good games. You take every good thing he's ever done. It's six solid eighty minutes. But they completed it at 90%. Newcastle was at 62. So it worked out that Penrith had close to double the amount of sets with the football. Mm. That's absolutely fucking woeful. Absolutely fucking woeful. And they were pounded absolutely everywhere on the stat sheet. 
So again, like I, I don't get Newcastle. Do they love their coach? Do they hate their coach? Is he great? Apparently he's ineffective. Next. Apparently he's next. Um, well, who's in front of the axe? The well, I don't know, but you know, the, well, I mean, yeah, probably Holbrook, but you know, we'll get to that. Um, well, he's he's officially gone. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, yeah, so that's what I mean. He's next up then. Yeah, so there's there's no one in front. Yeah, of him. yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so because you had obviously Hook was always going to be the first one. Yep. Unless they pulled something out of their asses. That's it. Yeah, Holbrook a bit surprising, but we'll get to it. And then, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. AOB's next. Fifty nine missed tackles. Yeah, fucking horrible. You know. Yeah. There you go. Tells you everything that's you need. Ab- to know. Absolute diabolical. Couldn't win a fucking C grade touch grade. Tia, do you want to know something equally as fucking shocking? Let me guess. No socials. Let's go. Penrith missed. <laughs> Penrith missed forty-five. What the? F- well, but there's that scramble. I guess it was one of those games. Yeah, that's it. Which is surprising. The scoreline was so like normal. Yeah. Given that that was it was one of those games. Uh, Rishi. A lot of very high teens and 20s on those Panthers jerseys for the game, if not the scoreboard, to feel so dominant. Surely we get more than two points for winning with reserves. Graham, oh, fuck off. the Sonny Luke experiment is over. Mitch fucking Kenny is out playing him every week. The drop-off when Sonny got on was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Fuck it up. Oh, Look, I swear, these, these Panthers... What do they call fans, it? Mitch Kenny <laughs> FC or something? These, fucking yeah, these, fuck these fucking people out in Penrith way that started watching rugby league yeah. in fucking 2020... They come up with some special shit. Oh, I, they really do. I would like to. I I would like to see Sonny have some more game time uh, starting. Needed longer apprenticeship on but, Appy. But I would. All, here's the thing, and Shunter's the one that keeps reminding me of this. Sonny's fucking older shit. He's not a young kid coming up. He's Matt Moylan. He's yeah. He's fucking Sonny Moylan. But yeah, he's um, on. He's on your tier. He's on your Tyrone Peachy fucking. Tier. But I would, yeah, young Tyrone Peachy. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see him have some more time with the, with the actual full squad. I'm not sure a game where fucking half the people are just actual members of the crowd that had jerseys on that they brought onto the field to play against the Knights um, is is an accurate representation of him. Yeah, uh, I mean, Gus, he's had half a season though, right? I mean, Panthers play the basics with energy and little to no errors and easily take the victory. Nice to see Peachy play well. He may even get a good word from our Panther supporting host. He got fucking more than one. He got lots. I'd like to know... Did he, though? Did he? You said he was You said he was old and played. hadn't played many games, and you combined all these good parts into a game and it equaled six games. Yeah. I, so I, I you can do better than that. So I admitted he had good parts. <laughs> fucking hell. It's as positive um, as he gets. <laughs> I'd like to see what the Chooks see in Dom Young as well. He served up another shocker. I'm, I'm not sure he's incredibly motivated to play his best football at the moment. Um, I, I feel like they see a winger that's, what, six foot five and uh, can run like the fucking wind. I suspect that's, that's what it. they see in him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Daniel, the presser pissed me off more than the game. Fucking hell, AOB blowing smoke up the ass of a reserve-grade team being too classy for us. Ponga trying to keep from laughing the whole time. They can't be serious. Yeah, did, did you see Ponga in the presser? I did not Dude, see like the presser, just, no. It's just this fucking shit-eating, smirky attitude that he has. Where he's like, I'm fucking too good for this. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, anyway, fuck him. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't usually... I don't watch presses, you know, usually, you know, other than, like, you know, my own. No. Nah. Really. 
Speaking of, okay. let's go. Yes, speaking of, Purple Cheats 24 defeated the Mighty Manly Seabs Eagle 6 down at the Korean Housewife in Melbourne. Uh, Storm tries to uh, Hughes, Pezzett, uh, Nelson, and a double to Xavier Coates. Meany, two conversions, and Manly tried Hamali, goal to Ruben. This one was, I was actually, I was kind of happy with the first half, the way they, lack of combinations and everything, and the way they shuffled their players around. But ultimately, that's what that's what got them in the end. They had a, a second game winger, and eventually, uh, you know, guys like Jerome Hughes figured him out and sort of you know dragged him out of position and um, and you know got him with kicks. Which one of them? One of them he should have just gobbled up. He kind of rushed it a little bit, and uh, so I'm not going to kill him too hard. But um, otherwise, the effort was like you know it was it was great in the first half, and it was just really the Schuster. Fucking in, you know, which is presumably going to be one of his final games in five eighth, where he missed two tackles that were led directly to tries, and they were that was the difference in the game essentially. Uh, up until those, there was one just before halftime, one after halftime. It was it turned a, a lead into uh, you know being down by about ten, and at that point the Storm just did what they did and just uh, controlled the field position. Good long kicking game, um, and you know, and went on with it from there. Uh, I tell you, I fucking love Gar- I love Garrick at fullback. One thing that he, I mean, he, the attack does slow down a bit, and he does when he has to do all the fullback stuff. He does get a bit gassed, and he's not as as good in attack. But fucking his defense, like his cover defense and shit, is so physical. And, and I fucking I, he he could teach fucking like most of them, like, especially he could teach Tommy something that, like you know about that. Um, unfortunately, old fucking uh, Ray Vega, he got found out a little bit by the end, you know, by the end of the game, just, um, you know, turning and chasing and that sort of thing with the kicks. But in the first half, he had fucking, um, <laughs> he, he had, uh, who was it? Olerman fucking, who else was on that side? I think it was, uh, Coates. The amount of times that the ball went from like Hughes out to the left and they just didn't catch it and it went over the sideline or it went behind them or whatever because they were watching him come up. He's, he's a player, if he can get, you know, other parts of his game up to the standard, he's got that kind of, that Matai fucking thing about him where players start looking at him rather than the ball when, when it's coming out their way and they start shitting themselves a bit because they don't want to get the contact. But um, disappointing with the performance of a couple of players aside and really it was just these key moments, like two or three key moments that turned into tries that just fucking knocked what was otherwise a decent effort into into the loss. But um, it's always fucking hard without Tommy and first week's going to be an adjustment. But we move on. Finally, trips are coming back after uh, a number of injuries, and uh, now we can finally start to uh, see what they can fucking do. Uh, Munster and Hughes, mm-hmm. the most dangerous halves pairing in the game at the moment. Same well, Munster wasn't, Munster wasn't in this game. No, 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 Hughes no, no. Know, but, yeah. but when they're, when they're together... Yeah, I don't know, because, I mean, there's games where they've been together and they've just they, they've done fucking nothing. You know what I mean? But think, like, I think, think when they're game. when they're on top of their when they're like on top finals. of their game, yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. I'm just trying to think about the other halves combinations. Probably, I mean, but then you know, you look at the Broncos. I mean, you know, I mean their halves combination is fucking great. Oof. Fucking Bis- menu log and Ezra Mem. Yeah, okay. No. Well, no, like, <laughs> like in the game, Reynolds isn't in the game. He's injured all the time. Oh, okay. There we are. Uh, oh, Munster was hung over and didn't play because he was hung. I mean, a fever. Anthony hung overitis. <laughs> I hate because his last man standing on Thursday morning. <laughs> Anthony, I hate Josh Schuster. That's it. 
That's the comment. Super Grover. Glorious. Big Sexy on the tear. Cleaned up like a barley bendler, skiddling wee folk and leaving them rocking the PTSD. Bennett. Ruben reminding everyone that he is the best fullback in the club. Kurt. Manly just doesn't get Manly v Melbourne. Ooh, that one. <laughs> they, they literally fucking beat them in the Battle of Brookvale anniversary game about fucking six weeks ago. Don't, the short memory that these fucking bite. people have chromie down there. Don't bite. Jordan. <laughs> I tell you this that, that game though I had fucking I was getting text messages all game from fucking Grover, not 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 MS not not fucking not Facebook Messenger, SMSs, with green fucking backgrounds behind the messages because he's a fucking Android pleb, sending me these texts because he was because he couldn't post posts on the on the tour Facebook group because he's been zucked and like <laughs> he got zucked and admittedly he got zucked for shit I mean it was very heavy handed by Zark and it was and like would would I consider it to be Valid. like it wasn't like it was literally that Stephen Crowder you know sitting yeah, at the, yeah, in the, yeah. you know changed my mind that got that got flagged for by Zuck automatically for being like you know hate speech or something oh, which is fuck. which is pretty fucking heavy handed but he's like uh, he's like oh, he's, he's sending me all these text messages I, I fucking administer a I administer a Facebook page that's got this many people and I've never fucking seen this happen before. And so I was like, look, I can't, can't, I can't be fucked going down to the fucking desktop to, to look this up for you. But, and then, so anyway, the next morning I look, did. And sure thing, enough, if you... he's been placed on post, he's been placed by Zuck on moderation, on post approval until July 22. And we can't fucking turn it off. We actually can't turn it off. Look, if you're going to post pictures that the fucking... Make America Great Again crowd use, then that's going to fucking happen. Anyway, Jordan. Maga Grover. Good, good on Manly for being an inclusive club and playing a blind man at six. I mean, surely he has to be blind. He never looks where he passes. Phil. They started Aaron Woods. If anything, they got off lightly. Chris. Per second. People, sh- look, can I, like, hang on a minute. I'm going to jump. I mean, like, you know, far be it from me to be a guy that defends fucking Woodsy. But. But I'm just going to defend Woodsy. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that comes at Woodsy based on you know stuff he did in his St. George Illawarra Dragons days. Because I mean, that guy he fucking made some tackle busts, he threw some offloads, didn't miss a tackle. I mean, he did he did, he got through his work and he didn't fuck up and make any errors or miss tackles. So like, <coughs> yeah, can't miss a tackle if you're not there. Uh, Chris Paseca gets well, shat on by a seagull twenty minutes to go in the scrum feed. Never wipes it off. That just about sums up their night. There you go. Well, it's supposed to be lucky, isn't it? That's the game. This is supposed to be good luck with that. You get shut up with a seagull. It's funny that person. I didn't see that comment, but I remember watching the game. I was and I was thinking, did he get? Because <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he'd been shut up by a seagull. But um, it's fucking crazy down there. I mean, like that game's going on, and it's like what you know, nine thirty at night or something by this stage, and um, you just always, yeah, seven thirty at night, and it's just fuck. There's fucking seagulls everywhere. They need to do something about those cunts. It actually it impacts. The, I don't know what it's like at the game, but I mean, on TV when they got the spider cams and it's like they're constantly between the camera and the fucking game you're watching. Uh, Titans eighteen defeated the Broncos twelve. Suncorp Stadium, little brother strikes again. David Fafita, Brian Kelly, and uh, Cam Pereira with tries. Tanner Boyd two conversions and a penalty goal. The Broncos twelve tries to Flegler and Mam with Reynolds two of two conversions. Solid derby, this one. It was, um, this is a fucking crazy game. Yeah. Oh, was well, probably three disallowed tries each way, yeah. Mm. I thought the, the Titans had a you know a game plan to uh, attack the Broncos on the edges re- relentlessly, primarily through Fafita, and it paid dividends over the course of 
of the game, I, I think that guys like Foran, you know, his his ability to ball play and the, and the speed at which he challenges the line, sort of gives the defence, you know, forces him into a decision because he he is part of the play as well, rather than shoveling the ball to Fafita and just making him yeah. crash into the line. Use physicality or whatever to get through. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, all in all, I think that the Titans, you know, having just sacked their coach, which I'm sure we'll get to, but um, I think part of the reason why is they've got those pieces and they were, those pieces were fairly evident in this game. You know, the, the speed um, of their outside backs, Khan Pereira in particular, um, he fucking ran around Cobo like Cobo was standing still. Yeah. It was, it was really impressive and... And obviously, Fafita's always that guy that people, you know, talk about never realising his full potential and, you know, just fits and starts for him and moments here and there, but never a consistent He's been good this season. Yeah, yeah, I think probably this has been a more consistent season. But, yeah. you know, he's he has the ability to, you know, to be a different style, but a Talmalolo type. I, um, I feel he's been more involved this season. Yeah, and and that's I don't know if that's if if he's gone looking more for it or whether it's a result of Foran being there. Um, yeah, but Foran's been yeah injured a lot too, so I mean I wouldn't put it down just to him yeah. unless they're game plan. Because I, I don't think they, I mean Foran brings us a, a particular set of skills to the way he plays the game, which is why he's injured, I guess something yeah, mm. because he does put it all on the line and yeah, know, digs does. deep before he passes it. Yeah, um, and takes that contact. But this the thing about the Titans is they actually because they can always they've always been able to attack this season. But I mean the thing is their defense has been you know, terrible. But this time, it wasn't just that their defense was was better, but also they didn't drop their head when they had a bunch of shit go against their yeah, go true. against them as well. Because yep. you had that situation there where there was the the try from um, Reese Walsh got disallowed, and the Titans went straight down. The other, like the next set they went straight down, and there was a kick. And there was a contest with, um, I can't remember who it was, like Sammy and, and Oates or something. And Sammy's batted it backwards. Yeah. And then, but then Oates' hand, and then it's come off Oates and then gone towards the dead ball line. And then um, someone's come through and scored the try. The, and as they're stepping through it with the video referee, she actually got it exactly right. She's saying, like, Sammy batted it back and then it's come forward off. Co- I mean, that, that then should have been you know, play on for a try, but they didn't get it. And in the very next set after that, or, you know, within a two two sets after that, the Broncos go down the other end, and that's when Mam scores that try when you could clearly see the that Brian Kelly slipped his, had his yep. fingers under the ball, and, like, there's no way he fucking grounded that ball. I mean, it was, like, you could, and you could see the angle, and you could see that Kelly literally slides his fingers around under the point of the ball before it hits the ground. Yep. Um, so, the, I mean, they got, you know, they, they got lucky, and then they got fucked, and then they got fucked again because that try was given. But they didn't drop their heads. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that, it actually kind of fired them up a little bit as well. And I mean, there was still, I think there was a couple of disallowed tries still each way after that. But, um, you know, they managed to get away with the win. Mm. To start the Broncos slide, as tradition dictates. Noughts. Watching Walsh have a tantrum at everything that didn't go his way, <coughs> hook it into my veins. Rory, if Walsh doesn't play, the Broncos win. He was a dead set liability today, making errors and pissing and moaning all game. He was super fucking, he was super stroppy. Yeah. The whole game. Kevin, P 
People complain about the refs, but that was the worst game the Broncos have played all year. Cobbo obviously wasn't better, and we're stacked on wingers. Don't know why we played him. Walsh and Renault were playing hero ball all game. Billy Walters died after 20 minutes. Their attack has been rather shocking since Pakes was dropped. Coincidence? Don't know. Sky. Billy is, Walters. Is Walsh the new Hodges? Whinging, arrogant, and an absolute sook. Fucking infuriating. Oof. Scott. Was Hodges that was Hodges that much of a sook though? I mean I, I saw that comment and I was he thinking was a fucking pest. He was a sook. Yeah, but yeah, was he he wasn't like this though. He wasn't like that though, was he? No, well This is was. more like the sort of shit that Gutho and Moses carry mm. on with. Yeah, true. True, true, true. Uh Scott, Jimmy is himmy. Didn't expect that to happen, but hell yeah. Mo is having an underrated season, absolutely balls to the wall defence from him week in and week out. Maybe Jimmy will inspire the boys to a second half run, which would be hilarious given the coaching drama that went on in the last few days. Josh, something, something, the loss we needed to have. We'll see over the next few weeks after Origin wraps up if this is a blip or the start of the decline. Hoping Reynolds doesn't get the Origin call up or else I'd expect he'd get biscuited into oblivion along with our finals chances. Matthew, holding the Broncos to 12 is a type of defensive effort Holbrook has been searching for. I'm sure this will help secure his... Oh, wait. There you go. Uh, Levius. Walsh has not only taken Ponga's Queensland jersey, but also taken the spot where he was resting his balls in Fox Sports' throats. Jesus Christ, the amount of reach trying to talk him up in clearly a horrible game was comical. His career will end up the same as Ponga's, just in a shittier jersey. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Andrew. Well-deserved spraying scenes in the sheds from Kevy. Not sure how much they'll take in from it. Did he love how the trainer was hiding behind the esky from it with a lit up so he didn't get showered? P.S. Thanks for the Are You OK checkup the other week. But yes, the chin is up and I'm on top of the world. That's good. We're glad you're not angry at women anymore. Come to Glenny for some advice if you are. <laughs> um, and Jared, the only thing better than the Titans winning was watching my turncoat son's heartbreak when Coates' try was called back. That's fucking phenomenal. We're glad you enjoyed it. There you go. Right. Um, the Cowboys, 31, defeat the Rabbitohs, 6, at Accor Stadium. The uh, Cowboys tries to uh, Taolangi, uh, Finifuyaki, a Dearden, and a double to Val Holmes. Holmes also with five conversions from six attempts, drink water with the field goal, and the Rabbitohs, their 6, tries to a try to Lachlan Ilias, a conversion to Blake Taffy. Yeah, a few more concerns for the Rabbitohs. They're going to have to taper for the back end of the season. The, the wheels are legitimately starting to wobble after they've they've looked. Well, you know, I mean, they're pretty fucking, pretty fucking wobbly. I mean, it's like yeah. heavy loss after heavy loss, yeah. and like the one that wasn't heavy loss was the fucking Dragons. I'm just and and you know they scored fucking twenty points in three minutes at the back mm. end of that game. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm astounded. I know they've they've had injury concerns, and you know Mitchell in particular, and but. We talk about team systems. They're, they're a team that gets by on, you know, obviously talent, which is which is great, but the systems just aren't there clearly when they occasionally you know, they get, anger, I guess. You know, sorry, it's like it's like they, they get by by talent, and then sometimes deep into a game when there's ten minutes to go, it's it's anger. Yeah. Yeah. They just get you know, they just fight. You know, something fires Walker up or Latrell up, and then they just all of a sudden stick them on their back and force shit to happen. But when it doesn't, mm. they get done thirty-one to six. Um, yeah. In contrast, the Cowboys are starting to put a bit of a run together themselves, and um, it starts with those edge forwards and and Drinkwater 
with that time and space that, that allows is you know putting himself among some of the elite fullbacks in the competition is his ability to be around the ball and be in the right position um, to take advantage of uh, even the smallest of opportunities is is, is really impressive. His his game has developed quite nicely. He's had moments with you know suspension and, and, and stuff like that as well, but. Um, Overall, I think he's putting together a really nice season and, and, and his game is going from strength to strength. So he's a massive cog in what the Cowboys are doing. And I think Val Holmes as well, is his form is, is some amongst the best of his career yeah. um, off the back of origin as well. So Cowboys starting to turn it around and, and make a run. Yeah, I, Not I agree. Too soon. I agree. Um, Val's having a fucking phenomenal season. And drink, drink water's energy that he plays with, you can see he's infectious for the rest of the side. Um, I'd fucking love to see, because to me, Cody Walker is potentially the most... What was it? He's the most athletically gifted half we have in the competition. Like, think about the amount of times where you've seen Cody Walker make a play where he's running down a sideline and he's being tackled, but in midair, he can contort his body and get a, a pass away or, or kick the ball through players when he the, the contact's been made and, and he should be knocking on for, for all money. But he needs someone to get his fucking head right. He needs... The, that, the Cody Walker under Wayne Bennett, I think, was lightning in a bottle. Mm. That... But like Wayne had somehow managed to temper him and he only had one or two of those brain explosion games, yeah. you know, either side of origin. Whereas now they're probably becoming the the rule rather than the exception. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Someone needs to get his fucking head right. Uh, I think the more they like this, the, the more they like this. The you know, with the results like this, the more you'll be like that too, because it'll be like it'll be legitimate frustration. Becomes a self between games as well, you know, like yeah, you know, frustration about how the past result was, and you know, yeah, manifesting. Uh, Jordan, Scott Bongwater giving Latrell a fullback clinic. As a Cows fan, where were these performances from the start of the year? And can we offload Hiku now? My seven-week-old moves better than he does. Also, good to watch Walker descending into the red mist rage. Ryan, the Bunnies are better than this. They played like a bunch of useless cunts. If I was colorblind, I'd swear I was watching the Tigers. Fucking drive boys. Love them. Terry. We live in a world where people still say Cody Walker is used as well as saviour when Salmon and Cogger competed better against this Townsend Dearden pairing. That's a damning uh, review there. Finally, the Raiders 20 defeat the Roosters 18 at Allianz Stadium. The Raiders 20 tries to Whiten, Hopawate and Timoko. Two conversions to teary eyes, two penalty goals. And uh, the Roosters 18 uh, double to Joey Manu, a try to Lindsay Collins and three conversions to Sandon Smith. The Raiders, solid win. Um, Teary Eyes, the way he's breaking into the clear um, more quite often over the last several weeks, fucking, he's, whatever Kool-Aid he's on heading into and, and <laughs> since he's come through the 300 game mark, um, it's a, it's an added dimension to to the Raiders. I thought those days were behind him, but um, the Roosters though really 
the way they're struggling at the moment is, is a massive story and the media is starting to, to pile on Teddy and um, I just, you know, there's, there's question marks around Kiri. There's, you know, their, their forward pack isn't what you'd ex- what you've come to expect from the Roosters over the last however many years under Robinson. So I, I think the Roosters are in a world of hurt and, and the Raiders, in contrast, are, are just... Just moving along nicely, they're you know again get through the origin period. And everyone's healthy and they they can put their best foot forward on. You know those forwards are a key. Um, they've got the quick outside backs and and I think the the halves combination with with Whiten and and Fogarty is um, you know they're they're going to give it a, a reasonable shake. The Raiders, as much as it pains me to admit it. There you go. I'm not sure that their style of football is has the capacity to win a premiership in this day and age. I, I don't think that the the slower, less mobile style of football that the Raiders play, especially in the middle third of the field, mm. makes them a legitimate threat to the, the Melbournes and the Penriths and those guys. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it beats Souths. I think it beats Cronulla. I think you know at the at their absolute best. Yeah, they, look, their ceiling is better than Cronulla's floor and South's floor. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, like fin- finals times of a different kettle of fish. Sure. Okay. Um, and yet again, we have no fucking socials because who cares? Yeah, <laughs> standard, standard from Canberra fans. The most casual. This is the most casual shit. I love it. Yeah, why not? Why not, Glenny? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Let's live. What baby. are people going to do? What are people going to do? They're not going to complain. It's people wouldn't disease. complain. Glenny, this disease I have wiped out hundreds of millions of people worldwide, and all and it's he... cost you is a couple of socials. I know. I'm, I'm here for it. Oh. I think it's an absolute. You know, it's a testament to the type of human being you are that you're here. You know, people were just dropping off the perch left, right, and center, and you're recording a podcast because it's just the kind of person you are. They had him in. They had him in the bed with the fucking tube down his throat, ventilating him, and he just pulled it out and said, "No, that's I need it. to be able to speak." Yeah, yeah, that's it. I need to. I need Nathan, to have my fucking one-on-one time with the big diesel. Nathan Cleary <laughs> did not do fucking TikTok dances in isolation, so I could lie in a fucking bed. <laughs> That's the round. Could okay. So now let's uh, look at some of the biggest stories of the week. I guess I actually didn't have the Holbrook one, but um, because it felt like it was a fucking month ago. But Justin Holbrook sacked unceremoniously by the Titans, and that little fucking snake in the grass, Desi Hasler. That man, he lives and operates in the fucking shadows like no one else. How many times have you seen a coaching story where a coach is fired and a new coach is installed where not a single fucking journalist has a fucking clue about it? None. There's no insiders or no club people that like leak things so that, oh, we're hearing whispers of something happening. There was absolutely fucking nothing. There wasn't even any like, oh, Holbrook's in trouble. I mean, he was one of the coaches where, you know, people were kind of like, yeah, could go. But they fucking won last week. Yeah. And he goes to come, and then and then you find out that ten days, ten days of secret negotiations with Desi had taken place with not many Titans people, and just Desi. That some of their hangers on who who were banking paychecks like Mal Meninga was completely kept in the dark. Yep. 
obviously because they know being a media guy, he's going to fucking open his gob and, you know, perhaps ruin it. Yep. And, um, and so there they fucking, they snuck it and then they just announced it. He rocks up, Holbrook rocks up to work at 9.30, you're fired. And then they announced, by 10 o'clock they're announcing, oh yeah, Desi signed on as a coach. So. Is Des Hasler his own manager? I don't think so. Oh, fuck. Because that makes it even more impressive. Yeah. Like, he's got one of the, one of the guys. I don't know. I, I can't remember if it's Gavin or it's like one of those sorts of guys. Is like one of the bigger name. Our, know, like, our good friend at Strive, excluded, to have one of those cunts in there as well and not have it leak in the media. Yeah, that, that's another level of impressive. Also, I think what that what that tells is that um the Titans didn't have anyone else bidding for the position, and they're in such a desperate state to see success. That Desi's, you know, whoever approached whoever, it'll come out later, I'm sure. He's said, okay, this is the price, and they've said yes. And nothing has had to be played off against anybody or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And they've just got, they've just come, because he's getting a million a year from the Titans. Wow. Which is fucking incredible considering the last time he did anything. I mean, like, you know. We had the, the you know the asterisk you know finals year top four year in twenty twenty one or whatever it was. Um, other than that, I mean, it's a long time since that fucking grand final. You know, the second grand final with the doggies. It's going to be a decade by the time he starts at the Titans. Yeah. So, like, I I feel like that the game has probably passed him by. The way he does things, but maybe all the Titans need, maybe they, they feel like they've just got all these pieces and they just need a guy in there who's just an attention to detail minutia guy that can just get some of the rougher edges knocked off and, you know, just tighten up the you know, everything and then they just, can rely on there. Yeah. You, well, you all know his greatest strength is his ability to, to create an us and them, you know, and, and bring a, a group together in that regard. And I think the Titans... <clears throat> I don't hate that for the Titans. They've been a little bit nice guy, if you know what I mean, a bit wishy-washy. Mm. I think, you know, having a squad with that amount of talent in it, then galvanised and, and really playing for one another. I, I think they, Des, if he brings nothing else, I think he brings that. They, they lack mm. fucking purpose. The Gold Coast Titans lack any sort of purpose or any sort of individual they goals. haven't had purpose. They, they haven't had purpose since, since fucking... Brent Todd was playing for the Gold Coast well, franchise of the day back Jesus then. Right. You, remember, you, know, you remember that press conference, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, the greatest the press of all, all the, time. Yeah. All the Sheilas. I mean, that guy had a purpose. I mean, he, um, wanted, to fuck, he wanted to root all the Sheilas. But it's but it's, it's <laughs> not know? even. Do you remember uh, the last good season that the Dragons had? Was the season? Nah. It was the season before before half their squad. No, no, the good a good half a season, I should say. It was the half of the season before Vaughn and. Fucking oh, before they made the origin side. Made the origin side. Yeah. They had a purpose. They were playing out of their fucking skin. They were the premier forward pack in the competition. All of a sudden, they played Origin. Their purpose was gone, and they just fell off at the end of the season. Absolutely fucking useless. So if Desi can put a purpose into that side, they've got the talent there. He'll be an improvement. Yep. Next, uh, let's see. Oh, Dylan Brown today. Uh, remains to see what happens in terms of NRL time for him. He's already in in the midst of a four week stand down, but uh, today he pled guilty to two counts of touching a woman's breast without her consent at the Golden Sheaf Hotel in Double Bay on the third of June. 
the stand down rule no longer applies, but uh, we don't know what's going to happen if the NRL or if the club are going to impose some sort of penalty on him because. Can I, can I just he, put out there? Tra- and yep. all the people losing their fucking mind over the stand down rule not applying? The stand down rule is designed to only apply before sentencing. Yeah. And so he has now been sentenced. Yep. And so he does. He is not accused of a crime. He is not to stand trial for a crime that carries the maximum penalty required for the no no fault stand down to apply. Yeah. That's yeah, that's exactly. the only thing that's fucking happened here. It's not that he's off scot free and hey, here's your jersey, come back. It's that the the no fault stand down policy doesn't apply after sentencing. Yeah, and I mean, there's obviously a plea a plea deal has, has come into play here. He was charged with five counts. He pled guilty to two of the counts, and I would, and part of that plea deal not, was, was no doubt, you know, no custodial sentence. But at the same time, um, in chatting to our resident Popo, he said that literally nobody ever goes to jail for sexual touching charges ever. So, you know, while while the the theoretical you know, maximum there was like eight years or something, which, you know, triggered into the, the stand down or, or at least it triggered into stand down as well because they, you know, can exercise discretion in terms of crimes against females. Um, yeah. He wasn't going to get the time. And so now it just comes down to the fact that because it was like, you know, a sexual based crime against a woman and um, it's a terrible look whether the NRL is going to impose any extra time. But I, th- I think that there's a very good chance that they might just be like, listen, he's, uh, he's done four weeks already. Yep. And yeah, maybe he might get another one or two on top of that. But, you know, maybe they say, okay, it's six, but you've done four or something like that. But um, yeah, at this stage that we're recording, we don't, there's nothing from the club or the NRL themselves. Uh, but he won't be eligible for selection until he uh, receives clearance from the NRL. And... Uh, now, fans of other clubs, if you're going to Parramatta Games and you wanted to keep using the Dylan Brown's a sex offender chant, you played guilty to it. You may. That's it. Sing with a full voice mm. and, a, and a joyful heart. <laughs> you can use it forever. <laughs> um, ben Hunt. So through the week, we had a situation there where it was uh, said that Benny Hunt could be headed to the Broncos to pinch hit into a pylon squad for the end of the season to try and boost their chances of winning the title. Um, certainly bolstering one of the the only sort of, you know, consistent weak areas that they have in the club. Um, Benny Hunt, as Glennie was talking about earlier, you know, did he want to leave? Pay his way out of the club if he needed to. Um, because the thing is, he's still got two years <laughs> after yeah. this. He's got the rest of this season and two years. He only just extended at the end of last year. Um so the talk was he was, uh, you know, favor, favored to, to end up at the Titans. Yep. But for the rest of this year, could perhaps do like a Tavita Pangai Jr. and pinch hit at the Broncos for the rest of their campaign. Um, the Dragons, of course, having him under contract, you had every right to, to stand firm and say no. Yep. And that's what they did. And it's, a, it's apparently, it certainly killed the Broncos thing for the rest of the year. Well, I'm not going to say killed because as I look at what is the date today, look... I'm not going to say it's killed until Friday or still Saturday until it's after June 30, but it seems to be it seems to be pretty much dead, and so uh, I think that what will happen is you know the Dragons will try and regather and 
think about assets that they could perhaps get from the Titans to, you know, to bolster them to make like, you know, some sort of a trade or release, you know, feasible. Yep. But um, at this stage, Ben Hunt is uh, stuck in the prison of his own creation, really. I mean, he did so he did resign just fucking six months ago. It's interesting because remember, that, am I remembering the timeline correctly that they resigned Hook before Hunt? Uh, I don't remember what the deal with Hook was. If but, they, did, I think they didn't they push him out for a, a longer contract, like at a weird time, like you know, a couple of rounds into the season or something last year. Yeah. Okay. Because well, remember when Benny Hunt was said was, that he was a chance of winning the Dally M. Yeah. And he hadn't signed at that point. But there was. Ben, ben Hunt obviously liked Hook. Yes. You know, and and it's just interesting that he would sign on at the end of last year without having some sort of clause in there that if the coach has changed, then it, I, I can leave. Yeah. He, he would have understood. It, seem, it seems like a no-brainer. It seems like a no-brainer given the way he's reacted. Mm. And even before Hook went, remember, he was sort of saying like... Yeah, if he goes, you know, I wouldn't I support it. I wouldn't my, support it. Yeah. 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 Um, so... And he, he fully should have understood that in negotiations with that club, he could have asked for their fucking firstborn daughters, you know, on, on their 18th birthday to be presented to him. Yep. Along, along with their wives and mothers. Like, really? Well, just, you go the trifecta. If you're going to humiliate the Dragons board, you'd go the trifecta. Or you'd just keep running out in that jersey every week. That's humiliating enough. God. Um, yeah, it's a strange one to me that he would sign on understanding or just having some assurances from the club going, oh yeah, nah, Hook's fine. He'll be sweet. He'll be sweet. He'll be, he'll be here. But then for the club to not think that that would backfire on them. Yeah, yeah. he'll be But sweet then also, also Flanagan rings him and says, look, I'm looking at taking this job on, but I don't want to take it on if you're not going to be there. No, nah, no, nah, I'm sweet. I'm here. <laughs> Give him the job. He's like, yeah, I want out now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! What a pack of cunts! They deserve it. All round, that's it. Yep, yep. Okay. So anyway, I guess we're going to see Ben Hunt um, with that yeah, miserable fucking look on his face, like he had at the end of that game the other <laughs> the uh, the other night on our Friday, or whatever it was, against the Warriors when they nearly got a fifty burger on him. Um, and the big one, Glennie is in an absolute fucking state. As Brooksy, his club's, his club's most senior and best player, oh, fuck. has left the club to take up a contract for half the amount of money to leave the West Tigers after all this time. And we, he already informed them that he, that he wasn't going to stay no matter how much they wanted to re-sign him. But now, we all assume, you know, maybe England... Maybe the Cowboys. He rejected you know, Chad their sucks. offer. He, he rejected their fucking offer. He did. So that's exactly what he said. I'm not he rejected their fucking. No matter how much you he want rejected to pay me. their fucking offer. Yeah, that's right. It's and, not uh, the same thing. You and What are you talking about? He said he was going to leave. He rejected yeah. their fucking offer. No, potato, you potato. Said, oh, you say tomato. Me. Fucking. You got yourself a potato. <laughs> I know. I know, Glennie, I know I do. <laughs> but I still love him. I call him the big diesel. I pump him fucking up. Can I just say, sitting here watching the two of you argue about a used fucking sex doll brings me so much fucking joy. 
I'm fucking. I'm. I'm, I'm very happy with this deal. Would, would there be? A, would, would there be a? Would there be a financial? Would there be a financial point where I wouldn't be? Fuck yeah, one point one five million a year or whatever the fuck he was getting for the last little while from you guys. In my opinion, too much money. But we've often said the problem with Brooksy is he's been paid a fortune. Yep. Which is not his fault or anything. I mean, the club's paying him that money. He's been offered. Get what yeah. you get. Yeah, get what you can. Your, your careers are short. But as a result, he's had to be the man in that club for a decade, and he's had to be the man in a club and do it. He's do it his fucking self, and they, and and the pieces they put around him. The best piece they had around him in fucking half a decade was Jackson Hastings. Before that, I had Mitch Moses, who was a little brat and, and had unrealized his potential. And then after that, he's had this fucking cavalcade of fucking park footballers like Brandon Wakeham, like fucking like Dewey, like fucking whoever else. I mean, Glennie, you're better you're better equipped to speak about the revolving fucking door of five-eighths and shit that have gone through there in the time when Brooksy's been there. But now... He's on a pressure. He's on a pressure-free salary for both himself and the club, and he doesn't have to fucking. Do, he doesn't have to do it all. Now he can just. He can just play his game. He can kick the ball. He can practice on his. He can. He can do his running game. Where's he gonna play? He doesn't have to. He's gonna play fucking. He's gonna play on the left and five eighth. Left foot kicker yeah, naturally suits him to to that side of the field. So what are you doing, boxhead? Fucking Funko Pop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's going to be in the, he's going to be in the back row. Back to, back to Minecraft. Was, <laughs> he's got to end like a was, Minecraft character, Steve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. His ratio is all wrong. He's like a Funko Pop. Um, but yeah, well, it also it also allowed <laughs> Big Dick Mestrov to to do a Big Dick move, where he basically said he's like, "We've signed Brooksy." He goes, "So Schuster, you know what that means, right? You're going back into the back row where you played your best footy, fucking in 2021. Here's the contract. Sign it or not." Go do what you're going to do, and basically gave you know just put the put it on the table. Look, look, you can fucking go if you want to, but if you stay, this is where you're playing, and this is what your future is. And whereas someone in who had been in the media previously, you know, like a year or two ago when Kieran Forum was at the club, saying like, oh, I was promised I was going to be five eighth, etc. My, how how his tune has changed, and he says, okay, <laughs> so, um. So it was, there's a lot there's a lot going on behind the scenes at in the Manly Club at the moment, um, which all started around that pride jersey thing, and there's been some, um, you know, problem ma- problem manager identified, and there has been a concerted effort to reduce the influence that that manager has at the club, and that process is almost complete, and as you know, change is hard, change can be painful. And you know you're going to lose some, you know, you lose, you know, maybe some young guys out of it. But I think now the the tide has sort of turned on it, and um, it's actually worked out pretty well, and it'll work out better for the club in the future. Um, I will say, yeah, like, I will commend Manly on obviously the Brooksy the Brooksy news was was big, but lo and behold, they're like, oh look, we've got Tommy Talao. We've got Jackson Paolo, we've got fucking Brooksy, all in the fucking space twenty four hours. Yeah, and like we knew, and like Tommy Talao, we knew that. I mean, like that was said. He was said to have been signed weeks ago, but maybe mm. they hadn't actually finished it. They disagree. I mean, like we kind of knew that was happening, but um, the 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 Jackson Paolo one completely out of the fucking blue had absolutely zero can play idea that was coming can play. And what the and and the things that that Seeds was saying was 
like the performances of some players in some positions, they're just fucking, they're just not good enough. And so what we need, to, we need to create competition for spots to bring the best out of, you know, to bring the best out of everyone. And a guy like Jackson Polo is fucking sorely needed to sort of rustle up, you know, the the wingers, you know, the, and the, and the centers. I mean, it seems like before Tommy's injury, it seems like we'd found the center combination with Kohler over on the left and, and uh, Garrick on the right. But the wingers, like Saab is, seems to be, you know, he seems to be a guy that you'd, you'd put there. He, yeah, he tends to be playing, you know, well most of the time. But, you know, then you've got two Pilotu who should be good enough but isn't. And then you've got a bunch of guys the next rung down from that, like, you know, like Vega who, um, you know, who don't know are they good enough. But at the end of the day, someone like Paolo comes in and we can chuck him in there. Talao, I think he's going to play a lot of Blacktown. Unless there's unless there's injuries, but that's that's fine too. I mean, you just you want people in there to create competitions for spots because at the moment when you've got guys like Morgan Harper and stuff, and they just like automatically de facto they're the guys that that are in when stuff happens. That's not competition for spots because mm. you know you know you know you don't want you don't want Morgan Harper to be the guy who just automatically gets a spot when something happens. You know, so pretty happy so far. I mean, I, I still on their plans for hooker next year. I'm behind for now. Um, but you know, there's more, there are more potatoes going at the end of the season. Um, thank God. And they're going to have to replace them if, if nothing for no other reason than just squad depth and stuff. So I'm interested to see who else they sign, but, um, and which was I mean, he's going, he's, he has the potential to make a lot of money. The, the figures reported in the media aren't exactly correct. What those figures are, they represent what he stands to make if he meets all these KPIs that are attached to his contract. And, I mean, that money would make him one of the top three highest paid back rowers in the game. But to reach that figure as well, he has to meet KPIs. That means he's playing like the, the top three back rower in the game as well. So, you know, which is fine. How, I mean, how, how have they done that? Basically, it's just bonus and KPIs. I mean, you've got to allow for it to happen in your cap. Yeah. Okay. You've got to, you've got you've got to you've got to be you've got to be prepared for it to happen. But but yeah, I mean, like I think his base is around six 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 fifty something like that, and so he can stand to make another hundred and fifty or something, you know, via. And I don't know what the KPIs are. I just know that there are KPIs and bonuses attached to it. And like one of them is like a number of games played because as we saw earlier this season, you know, trouble staying on the field. Yep. Um, which, which is fine for him, but it doesn't give them any advantage anywhere else if they've got to account for that in their cap. Yeah, I've I it's, actually it's a have shrewd to, move. But... It's something that I've kind of been saving to saving until we you know get another chat with fucking Redpath at the end of the year yep. on an RC agent because like because that that's a, that's a question that I have. Yeah, but um, why don't you just ring him up put... and ask him? He's doing fuck all else. Oh, oh mate, I, 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 oh, mate I, I'm chatting to him every day about players. Yeah, who's who's going where? What's going on? Who manages this guy? Who manages this cunt? And he's got a great story that we can't tell. Unfortunately, it's not for the show, but it's one that you're going to fucking love, mate. You're going to love it. I'll let him tell you off air, though. But um, yeah, it's very close to your heart. But um, yeah, look, I as I I have been a massive I have been a massive proponent and fan, an aficionado, a connoisseur, if you will, (laughs) a fucking Brooksy pumping those little legs. I love to see it. People who listen, patrons who listen to the member sides, they know I love to fucking see it. They know that I fucking, I'm on Brooksy more than Glennie has ever been. That is true. And that's when he, and that's when he came up with the fucking run TMB shirt. I mean, I, 
I have been a big supporter of Brooksy and I've said that it's a toxic situation at the Tigers and a change, you know, back when we thought it could have been Newcastle like a season or two ago. Yep. You know, a change a change is exactly what he needs. Now, not only has he got a change, he doesn't have to fucking sit outside Callum Ponga or whoever the fuck Knights were going to give him. He gets to sit outside the fucking Queensland captain and fucking uh, origin winning halfback. None of the responsibility and, he, and, and Brooksy, for the first time in his career, we can truly say that he has been unleashed. And in, in all seriousness, the bar for him is pretty fucking low. So now, yeah. because because he's taken a pay cut... A $650 fucking half is like... And yeah. with Daly taking his team-friendly um, pay cut next year as well, we got a 500-game combination for about $1.3, $1.4 million, which is fucking unheard of. Which, unfortunately, it's all eaten up by the biscuit you have with the number one jersey sitting on the sidelines. He's but, still, he'll be taking a team-friendly cut too. Believe yeah, okay. me. Yeah, um, but <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a it's a good move by Brooksy. It's almost no lose for him. Yep. Look, I I've said on the show that the best thing for him is is a change. Um, he could he could have gone anywhere else. I'll be honest with you. I would have been happy for him to go anywhere but fucking Manly, so I don't have to listen to this absolute fucking tripe. But here we are. Um, Glennie, why I know are you looking do, at it, know looking at it all well. wrong, mate? No, I'm not. I know he'll do well. And, and I think he'll benefit from playing with, with Daly and, and and Tommy. And I, I think he'll it'll be a great move for him. Um, fuck, I don't know what the Tigers going to do for half. But anyway. Golden okay. Nuts. It works for you too. Golden Nuts. I guarantee you Golden Nuts is going to be your halfback next year. All right. I'll take it just for the narrative. Yeah, it, it works fucking be- like I mean this Brooksy thing to Manly. It keeps it in the fucking twill. It keeps it in the family. Honestly, Glennie, look how and well then you your got gold nuts done. coming back for the narrative. Look how well your club's done getting anyone of any sort of talent to to want to go to the club. I mean they're they're fucking beating each other away with sticks to try. And well, get that the that is true. I agree with you. Um, you know, the you other the other part the other thing is I mean you you guys will probably get. I thought the the problem I was talking about with the manager. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's become your problem now <laughs> over at the Tigers, and um, you'll probably great. You'll probably get um, one of his players who I love um, and was groomed to be the future, um, the replacement for Daly. Unfortunately for you guys, though, I think what you because you're the West Tigers and because you need, I think you're gonna you'll you'll end up throwing him in there a year or two early. You'll probably start him as your fucking halfback next year, and. Um, yeah, and, and you'll have to you'll have to pay him the same money that Brooks was on. You have to pay him the same money as Brooks was on, and also you'll have to you'll you'll just you'll fucking ruin him because he, there will there'll be no development. There'll be he has to just be there and be the man, and then the cycle starts again. He won't know until game day if Sheenius is playing him at seven or prop. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like potentially potentially incredible player, but you know, unfortunately, with you know this day and age with potentially incredible players. Once their manager gets into their head that they should be playing first grade after they've played a half a dozen games in Reggie's, and then another club's prepared to offer them that that money and that that role, then um, yeah, doesn't end well. But you know, I wish him the best. Keep going to church, go to the dances. Sharp, get your sharpening off. those knives. 
yeah, yeah, take your steak knife. Keep your skills sharp. <laughs> take, take your steak knife, tuck your brother in. Uh, <laughs> right, next. Um, was there, that, that was basically the news stories we wanted to talk about, right? There was nothing yeah. else, was there? Do we, want, yeah, okay. do we want to talk about Reese Walsh? Oh, fucking, of course we, yes, yeah, we fucking do. I knew I'd forgotten one. Can wow. I tell you, though, like, due to, due to your mention that this, yes. this is the story we were fucking born to cover. Oh, a story that's full of fucking cunt. Well, that's not so much a thing. I heard today, I was watching another podcast, there is a, uh, a concerted effort on social media now okay, with a, a phrase that is serving cunt. Yeah, okay, I have seen it, yes. Right, so... I'm it, aware of the phrase. It essentially, like if you're out there being a fucking fierce, independent man or woman or whatever you are, then instead of saying, oh, you know, you slay or yas queen, now the kiddies are saying, you're serving cunt. So I would imagine like Beyonce serves a lot of cunt in yes, her time. that's yeah. it. She's like the McDonald's are serving cunt, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is probably my most favourite episode ever. And I, 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 and I still really? had to listen to you talk about Brooksy. <laughs> so look maybe Walsh was only trying to tell one of his other friends keep serving cunt that should have been the defence he went with which would have been more fucking believable <laughs> than what he actually fucking tried yeah. should have been should oh. have, yes yes, he should have but um, yeah he didn't and the thing is there was so much going on with that entire case and trial that was just fucking chef's kiss incredible. You had Paddy Carrigan giving, giving evidence and the lawyer having to say to him, you know, you don't have to say like, you know, F word and C word. You can say fucking cunt. No one's going to get offended. And then so then Paddy Carrigan, he's off saying fucking cunt in his <laughs> testimony. And then you got like Dave Fafita going in there saying like, yeah, I saw. I mean, I saw. Yeah, when he when he said, you know, when he said it to the to the referee. To the ref. I mean, to to Carrigan. Oh no, and, the ref was behind him. Oh, yeah, the ref. <laughs> well, there were just so many. There were so many layers, and then it honestly, was do you know what? Truly you know what a nightmare. Actually, every yeah. time I see David Fafita speak, I think of the fucking putting on the Ritz scene from Young Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. But, um, yeah, I mean, a four-hour trial, social media, just cunts cracking jokes endlessly. It was one of the great nights. It took it back to the day before everyone was cunts to each other and when people got along talking about rugby league on Twitter. It was fu- it was fantastic. Well, Broncos fans obviously didn't, you know, they were crying like little bitches. But, Do you know what I love, um, though? I love, <laughs> so when, when this shit happens, right, fans of every other club turn into fucking expert comedians <laughs> and fans of the fucking club that's getting nailed turn into fucking legal experts. Like, there is not a fucking quicker pill to turn some dumb cunt into a bush lawyer than one of their players at the NRL judiciary. Oh, that's not fucking beyond a reasonable doubt. They start using all these fucking words that they've only ever seen in fucking Law and Order episodes. <laughs> No, it, yeah, it is absolutely fucking hilarious, and I love it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The NRL. Why would they even? Yeah, they they decided he was guilty before. You know, why would you? You know, why would they even? Why even have the fucking the hearing? You know, and, and like then you had the, then you had the journo's like because he had an earring and he had some jewelry or something. You know, like Peter Bedell's like going, oh, he he turned up looking like Justin Bieber and uh, really the cut. He looked like he worked at a bank. Oh. Blue shirt, navy or grey suit. What, what more do you want from him? A banker, a banker at afters. Like he's not getting married. Untucked and untucked and everything. Like, but yeah, you're wearing a suit. Yeah. Um, but um, look, you know, I think the penalty, the penalty was fine. I mean, this we had this exact same discussion earlier in the season when Josh Reynolds um, got sprayed by the referee on the way off at half time in a game. Yeah. Because he because he'd gone off it and, and said so. You two both coach kids, sport, and. Descent towards fucking officials. Man, can I tell you, over the last couple of weeks, we have played some fucking shit kids. Like, shit kids. And in in our <clears throat> sport, there is a shortage of referees, just as like the, there is yep. in a lot of sports, I think. Yep. And they try and do as best a job they can to have two referees on the court. Mm-hmm. One of them wears a colour shirt to dictate a bit of experience and the other one wears a coloured shirt to dictate I'm just learning. Yeah. But the amount of fucking... And you can tell after three seconds looking at the coach what the players are going to be like. But the attitude that the kids... There, there is not once that I have seen a good quality coach or a mature coach with shit cunt kids on their team. Right. It is directly related to how... And this is an adult. All of the coaches are parents or mm. adults and all of the refs are fucking teenagers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, it's it's fucked in junior sport, the way that refs are treated. Absolutely fucked. Yeah. And, you know, and, and part of the thing that influences children into that kind of behavior, yep. if they're seeing the fucking guys they idolize doing that shit. Yeah, 100%. Now, this is the thing. I go so far as to put it out there, and I put it as one of our rules for our club, for both teams, at the beginning of the season, the minute you whinge to me about a referee, I will bench you. Mm-hmm. Because that says to me that you're you're weak in the head. Unaccountable and... You know, and, and I guarantee you there will not be a stage where you whinge at the ref for making one mistake that you haven't made three or four. And no mm-hmm. one's whinging it. We don't bitch about mistakes in our team when we make them. Yep. No, um, yeah. So that that's the culture we try and drive, but yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking poor um, to even have. Well, hang on. Oh, oh no, I didn't say it to him. I was talking to a mate. Yeah, no, no, not a mate. He's captain. Yeah, it's still fucked. Yeah, like I mean, like apparently, like, apparently Corey Parker did it back in the day to Webke, and Webke fucking put his teeth down his throat. Mm. Yeah, like, true. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. There's that, that fucking famous spray from um, Alan Border to Craig McDermott. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, told him something and then walked off and McDermott's muttered something under his breath and Border's turned around and walked back to him. What did you say? And he's like, nothing. He goes, yeah, I fucking thought so. 
So yeah, fucking COVID has put the cricket into him, hasn't it? Oh, oh fucking buddy. just about to <laughs> Second cricket reference in the, in, in the show. Holy did. All of a sudden he gets COVID and <laughs> it's like he's got Richie Benovid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> Let me write that down. Um, <laughs> but the thing, the thing with the, like, okay, you take it all into, into totality. So you've got a four hour thing that's like the, the, the absolute... Focus of the media on a Tuesday night. Focus of social media. Everybody around the game. It goes for four hours. Drags on for fucking ages. What comes out of it is just fuck cunt, fuck cunt, fuck cunt, fuck. And then you know, saying fuck, you know, fuck cunt to the referee, fuck cunt to his captain, whatever. And he's telling him to fucking slow his fucking brain down. Would it not have been better if Reese Walsh just pled guilty, wore a tie as well as his suit, not to give these cunts any fucking excuses? And get someone to help him write a statement that says something along the lines of, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said what I said to the referee. Our officials are the fucking blah, blah of the game and they need to be respected. I understand that as a role model for blah, blah, I need to be, you know, conduct myself more professionally on the field yep. and I'll endeavor to do so in the future. I apologize. And I you know, and I, I yeah, you know, I submit myself to the to the punishment that the the judiciary deems appropriate. Yep, and I and I'll um, you know and I'll undertake that this never happens again. Yep, there's no case, there's no judiciary thing that drags on for hours and hours. There's no fucking Fafita embarrassing himself by like trying to give evidence, but fucking stepping in it. There's no situation with Paddy Carrigan where it, it's pretty clear they fucking went over what the sequence of events should be in a training. And uh, they couldn't quite get it right, though. Um, it, yeah, the whole fucking thing, that side of things, yeah, was a fuss. All could have been avoided. Yeah, you're right. If he was right. just accountable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So really, that's that's you know, like was it the crime of century? No, of course it wasn't. But you know, cop it, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's. it's it. I'm not a big, I'm not a massive. You know, players should always be role models or whatever, but. Accountability, and you know, Jay, you spoke about culture in, in your kids' teams, and it's very much something, it's a value, you know, I try and, you know, instill in in my boys, but also, you know, in, in the teams that, you know, in the basketball team I'm coaching as well, is accountability for, for your actions. You're not going to get it right all the time, but when you do get it wrong, put your hand up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like and I agree with what you said about being role models all the time, but on the field, yeah. Well, I on remember the field, that's the we reason were... they're even in a position. Sorry, Jay. Yeah, to, to yeah. be to be considered a role model is what they're doing on the field, and if if that's because of their their God given talents and and remarkable ability, that's great. But it doesn't begin and end there. You know, no. it's no. how they interact with referees. Um. Is, is most certainly part of it. And, you know, I just, it, it's very clear, like, are you trying to, what are you trying to achieve by trotting out some story that is, is clearly bullshit? You clearly were talking to the referee. But you, yeah. you, you contrast that. Would you remember James Graham? The one, yep. like the one time he was pinged for being aggressive yep. to the referees? Every fucking time he approached a referee for the rest of his career, he put his hands behind his back, and it was Sir. Or I don't know if there are any female officials mm. in his day, but 
It was always sir. And mm-hmm. and he went, well, you know what? Whether I believe I did that or not, I was pinged for it. And so now I will make a conscious effort to never do that again and, and to go judged, so far the other way. He was judged by his, by his peers or the, you know, the authority of the game to have done something to, to have brought the game into disrepute or contrary conduct or however. <laughs> I, and, he, and he addressed it like a fucking grown-ass man should. Yeah, I saw a, I saw a, um, I saw a Broncos fan um, last night saying something along the lines of, "Oh, you can't, they can't fucking rule on a forward pass, but they can tell where you know if if he's looking at the referee yeah, or not." Fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, so like, the guys, so the, the 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 video replay did, yeah, it did show conclusively that. The you know the gaze did travel backwards out of his eyes and then and then but it drifted forward towards the referee. <laughs> his words went back and to the left, back and to the left. Oh, fucking hell! The, ma- the magic um, cut. <laughs> right, round eighteen coming right up, and uh, just the one by this weekend with the eels. The first game Thursday night: Sharks take on the Dragons uh, at. Reclaim Australia Stadium. Sharky side uh, unchanged from last week. Dragon side. Uh, Suley's out. Uh, Jack Bird is out. Zane Musgrove is out. In comes Moga to the centres. Couchman to the bench. And uh, Jaden Hunt to the bench. And Murdoch Masilla moves from bench to second row. Sharks by plenty. Dragons won't win another game this season. Oof. Yeah, no. You can't go Sharks, playing, Sharks playing a team outside the eight. Guaranteed dub. It's as simple as that. It's fucking science. The Warriors take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And this one is uh, taking place uh, over in New Zealand, Penrose. The Warriors side lose Martin Ukore. Mitchell Barnett comes in. And Curran goes from bench to second row. Or does something happen to him? Because that was he also got fucking done this week. Finally, from an incident at Paul Macquarie where he um, headbutted a kid at a nightclub or something. Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not sure if anything, I'm not sure if that affects his, his, his employment or his attendance at this game, but I guess we'll find out. The Rabideau side, uh, they lose Host, Cartwright and Mamuzelos, Cheekham, uh, Havili and Shaq Mitchell come in. I'm not impressed with South at the moment and, and I'm most certainly impressed with the Warriors. They're at home and yeah. the Warriors will win. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking, yeah, I, I think the Warriors, like, yeah, if you had asked me this a month ago, mm. I would have said South without without even thinking about it, but they're in fucking trouble. And I don't know if I can really tip them against a side that's traveling well, at least until we see Latrell back in the lineup. Sure. Yeah, correct. I they they seem to be incapable of fucking defending at the moment. So yep. yeah, I'm correct. with you, Warriors. Like wholeheartedly, they should be heavy favorites. Storms take on the Panthers. Down in Melbourne, in Marvel Stadium. That's the big one there. It used to be Etihad, right? Yep. 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 The Storms. Why are they playing there and not the other one? I don't know. Is Taylor Swift having a concert at the other one or something? No, not until February. Oh, okay. Don't even fucking say that name to me. <laughs> I fucking like... I, whatever. I, I, I hear, when I hear that name now, I hear a cover of... I hear Taylor Swift singing Fortunate Son. And, and, and I just drift off to a thousand yard stare. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Storms. 
uh, Pez it's out for Munster, obviously. Penne uh, is out and uh, Tyron Wishart as well. Uh, Kami Kamika returns. Kane Bradley goes to the bench. The Panthers side. Regrettably, they lose their, their hero of last week. Tyron Peachy's out. Uh, Jenkins, Hosking, <laughs> Eisenhut and Garner are also out. Dumped after fucking single-handedly carrying them to victory. Um, Crichton's back. Toto's back. Luai's back. Martin's back. Yo's back. And uh, Salmon moves to the bench from uh, his temporary position of 5'8". Storm at home is uh, is tough to to well, tip against. At, well, you know, Storm, storm at home. Melbourne, home town, yeah. 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 Um, tough to tip against, but I don't know. I just feel like this is probably the time where Penrith, you know, kick it up a gear. Yeah, um, it, it's going to need for the guys to come back from Origin and look at look at what the re- the reserves have done while they've been away, and not just think that they slide back into their spots. And yep, we're going to cruise and and we're great. We're rep players. Let's get back in. This is where they need to knuckle down, and it's quite fucking obvious that the hardest part of of not only a premiership but back to backs and fuck me a, a three peat is the motivation. Like this time of the season, post Origin, your body's fucking destroyed. You, you got to find that reason. So if they can come back, this is a great test for them to really start the momentum for their charge towards the end of the year. The mm. biggest test here is in the Panthers forgetting the fucking things that Brad Fittler put in their heads. <laughs> Correct. And 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 re- remembering restocking their brains with yeah. the stuff that wins football games. That's it. The, it it will. It will take a lot for them to not freak out when they see Mitch Kenny in the middle of the field and not playing next to a winger. Left centre. Where, where Freddie <laughs> plays fucking hookers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Penrith 13 plus, put your house on it. Oh. I don't know about that, but I think Panthers are going to yeah, win. Penrith in I'm close. I'm Storm. Penrith in close one. The Raiders take on the Gold Coast in Canberra. Um, Papali's out. Mariota comes in. Um, Solo goes bench to the front row. The Titans side. Uh, Isaac Fasul Malaawi is uh, out. Tino Fasul Malaawi comes in. And uh, Jamin Jolliffe moves to the bench from the front row. Raiders at home. Titans were good last week. Um, I, th- I think I'm leaning towards the Raiders um, purely. They're at home. It's that time of year. Um, Titans don't typically go that well away from home unless they're playing the Tigers. Um, I think the Raiders will win. Yeah, I think you have to go with the Raiders. And uh, this has the potential to be one of those sort of high-scoring games. Yep. But I just feel like the Raiders offer more in defense. Yeah. Which, A, A helps minimize somewhat the, you know, what the Titans put on them. But I think that they'll be able to score, you know, have no trouble scoring points against the Titans as well. Yep. But, you know... Who knows? Maybe the uh, I've, his name escapes me. The um, the deputy who's currently handling the Titans' coaching position until uh, Desi comes in next year. But um, yeah, he got him up last week. Certainly did. Well and truly. So uh, who knows? The Cowboys take on the Tigers in North Queensland. This is one of those traditional games for Glennie. The Cowboys side, Granville. Goes from lock to the bench. Cotto goes from bench to lock. The Tiger side. Okay, so Seafarth is out. 
Dane Laurie comes in to 5'8". Stefano comes into the front row, back from origin duties. Uh, Capola goes to the bench. Star-Lord goes back to centre. And your mate Pole goes to the bench. Dane Laurie and Brandon Wakeham halves combination. Talk me through it, Glennie. What do you what do you expect? Have you been watching Dano go around for the Reg- have, Reggies? Have been keeping a bit of an eye on him. Um, overall, I think he's you know they've been giving him plenty of time at six in Reggies, and and he's given a good account of himself. Um, it's obvious step, you know, stepping up into the NRL. But there's no better no better time to to play your first game of five eight at NRL level against a team that you always beat. Um, you know, a team that. You're saying they give him um, a start on easy mode? Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's that's shrewd coaching from Sheens and Benji. And um, look, it's a it's a guaranteed win. Why not fucking let him trot out there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just get comfortable. You saying? Yeah. Just go through the motions, mate. It's not going to matter. It doesn't matter what we do. We're going to win. We always beat the Cowboys. That's what we do. Could, could be your halves combination for the, for the next two years. I don't know about that, but... Um, <laughs> Can you imagine, though? Oh, no, I don't want to imagine it. You'd be uh, yearning for the fucking years of Tigers in decline. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you were in decline when you had Moses and Brooksy. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, look, I, I don't see any any way that the Cowboys can, can overcome the, the massacre of, of Leichhardt Oval, not four to five weeks ago or whatever it was and um, we destroyed them as a club um, we destroyed their, their soul um, never to be seen or heard from again and uh, I expect that domination to continue in this game and I think the Tigers will win 13 plus so do you think you'll, you'll think you'll uh, pass 50 again I think that's a foregone conclusion Nathan if if, okay. if I'm being brutally honest with you and as, as I always am um, you know, fifty. If we don't hit fifty, it'll be considered a fucking loss. Um, so that's that. All right. Fuck the Cowboys. Uh, we own them. We always beat them. Um, I think they might. I think they might just pip you this time. Yeah. The motivation that comes from losing by sixty the time before. I, just, I think they might just come back and pip you by probably twenty six to thirty points. I just can't believe that you've hosted a podcast for 14 years of your life and clearly know nothing about the game. You're an absolute fraud. I mean, your best player, Luke Brooks, and your second best player, Appy, aren't on the side at the moment. It gives me concerns. Yeah, you're welcome to your concerns, Nathan. About your ability to score points. Um, while, while listening to Glennie dribble there, uh, I've just I've just done a quick fucking ladder predictor. Right through to the I end thought, of the I thought season. you say you listened to him dribble for so long that you fucking just tested tested negative for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's um, listened to me dribble that long. He's watched a <laughs> he's watched a full five day test match, <laughs> and and fuck me, like obviously on your ladder predictor the the for and for and against doesn't really change. Yeah, yeah, and, and some blow soon. Unless you're a real fucking nerd. No, but <laughs> fuck me. Right, right up to the death, there are going to be some things where winning or losing a game can be the difference between you know fifth and twelfth. Yeah, it's very compressed this season. This is fucking great. The end of this yep. season is going to be all time. However, um, I do have your top eight in order. If anyone would like to write this down, maybe gamble on it, 
with money that you can't afford to lose. Um, <laughs> this is a, a sure thing. Uh, Storm Panthers, Warriors, Rabbits, Eels, Sharks, Raiders. Oh, hang on. Uh, so, sorry. So, yeah. Storm Panthers, Warriors, Rabbits, Eels, Sharks, Raiders, Broncos. Oh, Broncos. So that means the Broncos are a good chance of dropping it's out, just actually. exactly what the top, top eight is right now. Just in a slightly varied order. Um, All right. Dragon. Bring out, this, is, this is early in the season for the ladder predictor, isn't it? They didn't come out this early last year, did they? I'll tell you, I've got some fucking time to kill over next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another uh, local derby for the Broncos. They take on the Dolphins at the Gabba. Just in time for fucking stepdad's newly newly formed love of cricket. Um, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> maybe I want some. Maybe I want some KCS chicken and a round fucking oh. ground. I tell you, if you go into this game, if you if you're in Brisbane or you're going to be in Brisbane and you go into this game, get yourself to fucking KCS chicken. It's just across from the Aussie Nash there, on uh, whatever Stanley Street. Fucking I don't get fucking there. Google it, cuts. Have the, the the finest fucking Korean fried chicken you can get in the city of Brisbane, if not nay the fucking world, and uh, enjoy yourself. Get the kimchi cheese fries, highly recommended. Yeah, fuck yeah, they are the now, fries. The Broncos they lose Flagler, they lose Jordan Ricky. In comes Keenan Palacia. In comes Xavier Willison. The Dolphins. Okay, so Braden McGrady is out. Harrison Graham is out. Returning Tessie New. Returning Jeremy Marshall King. Cody Nicarima goes from 5'8 to the bench. Katoa goes halfback to 5'8. And Sean O'Sullivan, hooker to halfback. The side is starting to look a little bit more how it looked when they were really pumping in the uh, first sort of half dozen rounds of the season. And uh, it's a big game for them. You remember the last time they played the Broncos, they were in it up to the end and they were killed by a, a, an interception or a, a scoop up off a kick yeah. that was returned to the house to put the result beyond doubt as the final siren went off. So it was a, a spicy and hotly contested game last time. I imagine it will be this time as well, just given the proximity and the low, you know, the geographic rivalry. Why are they playing Can the, the Gabba? Uh, because Taylor reasons. No, they're doing something. The, are they are they doing something at the at Suncorp? Playing, was a double booking, like Women's Soccer World Cup or some shit? Playing, or? playing cricket. Yeah, that's probably it. The, the World Cup's on, isn't it? Uh, yeah, there was, there, was some, there was something happening that um, the Suncorp was booked for, and yeah. And they didn't put those variables into the fucking computer that calculates the draw. So instead of the Broncos being playing away mm. against someone that weekend, instead, they moved to the Gabba. There you go. So no Walsh either, yeah? Nope. He got a couple, didn't he? Yeah, and, three, uh, and, 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 and strangely, <laughs> Carrigan's playing, though. And isn't he going to fucking love hip-dropping cunts onto the fucking pitch in the middle? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to literally fracture hips, snap legs, fucking (laughs) obliterate ankles. uh, I'm going to tip the Dolphins. I I think they turn it around and, um, as I said, it is. This one, I think, is a a test of the the Broncos' back-against-the-wall credentials. You know, if they can get some of that Des Hasler where the fucking victim mentality, um, then they'll they'll come out and really really put a, a big team effort on the Dolphins. Um, however, 
there is the capacity if they come out and turn into a whole bunch of fucking Cody Walkers that yeah. the Dolphins could put some fucking points on them. They've got points in them. They shouldn't have lost that game last week. And the next three games to the Broncos, it's uh, it's Dolphins, by and then Doggies, I think. Yeah. And so I've got them going zero and three in that period. Oof. And uh, which 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 precipitates their slide out of the eight. And um, once they get that slide mentality into their head again, thinking what happened last year and just how spectacular it was, like how how improbable and and how mathematically improbable it actually was, and they managed yeah. to achieve it. Yep. They get they get that in their head, and then they have to play some decent sides as well. Not too many decent sides. They have a very soft draw going through to the finish. They do. But um, you know, a slide out of the eight this year might actually fold them as a club. Wow. Lovely. Lovely. Just through just through embarrassment. News Limited will just be like, oh, fucking, why, why, why are we bothering? Honestly, the Dolphins have got this, their territory covered. Let's try them in Perth. Broncos to Perth. <laughs> I think the Broncos will win. I think the Broncos will win. I mean, uh, you know, have the, did the Dolphins turn the corner at halftime in that last game? Was that just enough floggings for them? And Wayne, you know, said what he needed to say. Did the Eels just back off the fucking gas too? That's, a you know, the other... You know, more likely possibility there. Yeah, um, true. But fuck me, if they can't get up for a game against the Broncos, considering how spicy it was last time. Yeah. And last time, remember last time, Tessie and you got injured real early as well. And, you know, there was a lot of things that went against them. So, I mean, this is their chance. No Gilbert. And, I mean, he was probably one of their, their big... That's the game when he really started to stand up for them. But, um, yeah. Look, I, I just for the Dolphins, I just want to see an improved performance and not concede 50 points, to be honest. But I think the Broncos will get them. Next, we have the Doggies taking on the Knights at uh, Acor Stadium. The Doggies side, Braden Burns is out. Um, Oluapu is out. Flanagan's out. Patolo, Corey Waddell out. In comes the Fox. In comes Burton. Harrison Edwards, Ryan Sutton, and Jackson Topene comes in as well. Um, Rajab goes from bench to 5'8". And Max King, bench to front row. Knights, Gagai's out. Lucas is out. Tuala comes in to replace Gagai, and Fitzgibbon comes into the second row. This is going to be a kind Who of a game. cares? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be tough. It's going to be a tough watch. I'm going to tip the Knights. Yeah, tip the Knights based yeah. on... The flip of a coin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Uh, yeah, I mean... What have you, are you looking at? Really? Are you looking at the odds for this game? Because I don't know. I I couldn't guess where they'd be. Uh, Knights are a dollar seventy two slight favourites over the Bulldogs. Two dollars twelve. Um, yeah, okay. I just, sounds about right. I just look. I look through the the dogs backline outside of the usual suspects of Addo Carr and Burton. There's not much happening, um, and then sadly, you look through their forwards, and there's not much happening outside of Pangai Jr., who's a myth, and, and, and obviously Reed Marnie. Yeah. Um, then you go to their bench where you would typically expect an injection of energy and, and you know, go forward, and there's not much happening there either. So, fuck the dogs. Knights in a tight one, but an absolute fucking crime against rugby league of a, of a game is what I'm tipping. A true Monday night football classic. Yes. On Sunday Arvo. Right. Finally, the Mighty Manly Seas Eagles take on the Sydney Roosters at Brookvale Oval. 
or Brooksvale as it has become to be known, Glennie. It's going to be um, the worst, worst thing. <laughs> the mighty manly Seabs Eagles take on straight out of Brook, Brooksvale. Oval. Brooksvale Oval. <laughs> Fucking can't wait for next year. Um, look, oh, look me now. Hype, hype, Glennie. Must be manly. We've seen the uh, the breaking news. Now that, what? Uh, that Roosters players saying Robbo's lost the dressing room. Are you lost, telling me? Lost the shed. Are you telling me that Manly have a chance to go back to their coach killing roots this weekend? There you go. Dad? Coach there killers! Go. Fucking killing the cats! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, um, Manly, they, they they have to go back to their old their old centre combination, obviously. Uh, Brad Parker is, uh, is is back in. Harper and Vanga are out. Kepi has been... Um, dropped for this game as well, as has Carl Lawton and Ben Condon. So Steve's wheeling the axe a little bit for some of the um, poor defence. Uh, Saab returns from injury. Parker returns from injury. Tulangi returns from injury. And Jakey Turbo, the big in, returns from injury, along with his brother, Benny. Um, Bullimore goes from second row to bench, where he'll be obviously apply his trade in the middle where he should be. And uh, Woodsy back to the bench as well. The Roosters side. Uh, Palga is out. Butcher is out. Crichton is out. Um, Swali'i comes in Wong comes in for a debut I believe and uh, Fletcher Baker comes in Radley goes from lock to second row Nathan Brown will start and um, Nafu White goes to second row as well look you got to fucking win boys that's all there is to it I mean both sides have their injury issues both sides have their form issues but man the Roosters Remember this? They started this season as fucking. They were like the favourites, with the bookies at the start of this season. Yeah, and we're only fucking. We're not even through Origin yet. Yeah, and the the state of them is something. Something's not right. I mean, like, Kiri shaky. Well, that's because they don't have it. They they they. Well, maybe so. <laughs> I mean, they've got you know they, they paid all this money out for cheese, and he's not there at the moment, which has left them really fu- you know really light on in the hooker hooker role as well. Uh, you know, we've spoken about the fact that a lot of forwards that you know their bench forwards, you know, years gone by have come on and had to be in the you know the starting forwards, and they're just not quite up to it. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm I'm expecting a big win, and potentially if we can crack forty. A killed coach. Tight game with the bookies, but I think Manly will Manly will win a, a close game. It's not not much splitting them in the betting. Twelfth place, thirteenth, and as you say, both teams struggling for form and and with injury. So um, I think whoever, I think whoever scraps the hardest will win. And I think Manly's probably got a bit more scrappiness in them. And the the other thing about this game is I think that the manly lineup is going to change, maybe not significantly, but there, there are going to be changes. It's funny, like the the when you really start looking at the club social media and you're watching, you know, they 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 put up the, the, all the photos of training now and stuff, and you see the guys training, and you can see the guys wearing the bib for like you know the reserves, and the ones that are not, and then you look and you go, hang on a minute, like Ben Trevojevich, he's wearing the bib like the reserve bib, and Jake Arthur, he's not wearing the he's not wearing the bib. So I mean, there's going to be a late change when Jake Arthur comes into the you know onto the bench or something for Benny Turbo. There'll be change, and if that happens, then it could you know is it going to be a big change like looking forward to the future and 
you're going to see someone like um Brooksy. like like Tuolangi no Tuolangi drop to the bench and then and you're going to see um Schuster move into the back row and then Arthur move into 5/8 or something like you know like they're actually going to just start doing what they're going to do Schuster, you know now who knows we'll see um I'm co- I was confident of a big win until I saw that article saying that they'd fucking lost the dressing room because I mean that sort of media shit is instantly like you know that's just going to get them fucking rolled up and put in a better performance than they would have unless, otherwise. So. Unless it's true. Well, yeah, unless it's true. Unless it's true. And I mean, you know, coach's name, Trent, there's not a lot splitting them. Just fucking, <laughs> just, 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 just the, just the size of the cash in the paper bags is really the only difference. So another coach killed. You'd love to see it. That's it, boys. Done. That is it for we made uh, it. five, five twenty-two. There we go. Glennie's awake. Stepdad's alive. I'm awake. Fucking winning oh, all around. Just energize. Energize. Brooks is, you know, Brooks, Brooksy being unleashed truly is an exciting time for rugby just, league. We pumped our little legs all the way to two fucking <laughs> we, hours just to be out of this shit. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> fucking tripe. Oh, I mean, it would have been like an hour 50, but we, we had to include the fucking C grade touch for the fans. <laughs> Which people love. People love. They love it. They, people they, send they us letters. Fucking give us more big D's, all they say. Yep, yep, that's it. That is it. Give us a fucking uh, toot toot. They said. Yep, that's it. You got? Have you have you got that stuff? Uh, that you t- took care of that stuff. It's on the go. Uh yes. For the patrons, beautiful, and also it's not just for the patrons. Patrons actually, because uh, there is going to be um, stuff for everyone to grab. Um, I'll activate the other part of the patron stuff, so they should be uh, out in a month, I reckon. And uh, yeah, thisweekinleague.com. All our links and communities are on there. Jump on in. Uh, that's it. Get well soon, stepdad. Or not. Thanks, man. Or not, as Glennie says. Oh, fucking hell. Look, one of us is undefeated this season, Glennie. But I don't plan on being defeated by COVID. If other shit cunt kids on opposition teams haven't defeated me, there's no way the pangolins <laughs> kiss is. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. So on that note, hey, when are, when is your game this weekend, Glenny? Mine's late Sunday, so I mean that's a that's a good slot for a, a, a episode if you want to do one. Otherwise, when are you guys playing the Cowboys? People love the Tiger Tiger ones as well. So if that's a at a suitable time slot, I'm happy to jump on with you. Uh, Saturday five thirty. I reckon I can do that. Ooh, right. That's potential. That might Done. work. All right. Let's look. Let's look towards that. Done. Let's. And uh. Otherwise, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Later. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.